Hey, everybody. My guest this week, Dr. Wendy Turbo, is whip-smart and funny to boot. You know, I love when people can make science-y kind of conversations, health conversations, at least interesting, if not fun. And she did. We talked about toxins and where they live. And they're pretty much everywhere, so they're living in us. And that can lead to problems, brain fog, anxiety, thyroid dysfunction, and she's going to talk about how to get rid of toxins, where they live so you can be looking out for them, and her journey, because it all started with her. She got the nickname Dirty Girl because she was a super healthy person who was suffering with all these problems and found out she was loaded with toxins and heavy metals. Have a listen, and if you enjoy it, please do share. I appreciate it. This is the Rebellious Wellness Over 50 podcast for women over 50 who have a lot of living yet to do, who want to enjoy the ride for as long as they can in good health and with a sense of humor, maybe a little wine. I'm Gregory Ann Cox, and I believe it's time to bust the myth that aging equals decline in every area of life. Nonsense. I would say something else, but I'll keep it clean for now. Aging happens, but it doesn't have to ruin your life. You just need to get a little rebellious in your approach. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Rebellious Wellness Over 50. My guest today is Dr. Wendy Trubo, also known as Dirty Girl, and you'll find out why in a little bit. We're going to talk today about toxins and how far-reaching they are in our everyday lives and how far-reaching their consequences are, because I think it's an under- talked about aspect of healthy aging. Dr. Trubo, thank you for being here. Welcome. Greg, my pleasure. Feel free to call me Wendy. Or if you feel uncomfortable with Wendy, you can call me Doc, but you don't have to call me Dr. Trubo. All right. Wendy, girl from Boston. County. I know we. you've got the credentials. You're an MD. You've got an MBA on top of that. I don't know how you people have time to get all that done. You're ICF certified. So why don't you just tell us how you became this dirty girl? How did you get an environmental toxins as your specialty? Yeah, I mean, it was totally personal, Greg, right? So my mess became my message. I didn't know at the time how messy it was going to get. So I think we need to, we need to take a long look because these are things we didn't know about when I was born. I didn't know when I was born that I had two copies of the MTHFR gene mutation, which means I don't properly detox and methylate. So that's one strike against health. I didn't know I had two, two genes for celiac disease, which means I was at risk for celiac. I inherited a very activated, nasty gene for celiac. So my dad has celiac. My brothers both have celiac. My, my two older kids, I didn't test them, but they were super sensitive to gluten and I just took them off and they're still sensitive, you know, 15 years later. So they essentially have celiac. And my cousins are gluten sensitive. So it's a really nasty gene. I didn't know that stuff when I was born. Later on, I had multiple ear infections and strep throat as a kid. I was on antibiotics at least twice a year. You too? Oh my you gosh. You too, me too? Earaches all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm So it's a hallmark for food sensitivities. I didn't know that mm -hmm. then. And then that repeated sort of assault on the gut left me with, I probably had celiac when I was in my teens, except... It wasn't a thing, so I wasn't tested, but I had iron deficiency that didn't respond to iron. I had pan nutrient deficiencies, so B12, folate, vitamin D, iron. I was low in all of it, and taking it didn't help. 
Fast forward, I'm now 35 and I get, I can barely get out of bed. Uh, really, Greg, I'm like, I was the primary breadwinner at the time. So I got out of bed, <laughs> but I had hair loss, brain fog, anxiety, thyroid dysfunction, asthma, heart palpitations, bloating, gas, diarrhea, constipation, sometimes on the same day, right? 8 a.m. have diarrhea, 12 o'clock feel like I'm full of stool and constipated, like just wild. Mm-hmm. I had bad periods, heavy periods. I had some fertility challenges. I made up for that mm-hmm. with having four kids. And then I was wasting back to this nutrient deficiency. I was wasting. I was really thin. I'm slim. I was really thin. And I got diagnosed with celiac at 35. And that was my entry into functional medicine. Something more is possible, right? This this doesn't have to be this way. And that started me on the path. I was already a physician practicing OBGYN. And then all of a sudden I had this whole new world open up. So I went about three years later, I pivoted my practice. I left obstetrics, I left surgery, and I went exclusively into caring for women and started doing functional women, functional medicine for women. Cool. You know, I started to untangle the gut issues and fix that. And then fast forward, I'm now 48. And we went on this amazing vacation, Greg. We went to France. I spent a week in France and I came home after my vacation, not during France. You can't say I gained weight because I was eating all the food in France. No, I came home. I was the same weight as when I left. But the month after I came home, I gained nine pounds. And my hair started falling out in like huge droves, massive Mm. clumps. And I had a rash on my face. Now, the rash was really bothersome, but the weight and the hair sent me off the cliff. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, yeah, the, yeah. So, okay, if you're human and you gain weight and your hair falls out, what do you think? Thyroid. You're dying. Thyroid. Okay, thyroid, so I yeah. check my thyroid. And I've had some dysfunction in my thyroid in the past, like before I got diagnosed with celiac. And my thyroid looked great. Huh? And then I'm like, I know, right? I'm like, okay. Okay, it must be my hormones. I'm perimenopausal. Blame the hormones. Poor hormones get blamed for everything. So I check my hormones. They're awesome. I am perimenopausal, but they are not bothering me. Like my estrogen was great. My progesterone was great. My testosterone was great. My DHA was great. I'm like, okay, it's not that. Then I'm like, all disease starts in the gut. I'm going to check my gut. So I checked my stool test and I'm a celiac and I had all these years of dysfunction and my, my, my gut looks good. I'm like proud of myself. Like, okay, this is, a, this is a, this is a dive to thrive story, right? I, I got it. Okay. But I still have the weight and the hair loss and the rash. So those are good, but those aren't the problem. And I'm kind of stymied. And one day I'm listening to the radio and I hear that when Notre Dame burned, 500 tons of lead dust got released into oh. the atmosphere. And the closer you were to Notre Dame, the higher the lead exposure you got. And the farther away you were, the less you got. And I looked at my husband and I said, I got a lead exposure. We all got a lead exposure, but I'm the one who's suffering. It really, for me, was the final drop that made my bucket overflow. Mm -hmm. So I tested my metals and sure enough, I was 25% higher than I had been in the past. And so my, my lead had been mildly positive. Note to self, doctors are terrible patients. I ignored a mildly positive result because I was like, oh, how bad could it be? Knowing now what I didn't know then, it's bad. Mm. It was a lot worse. And my mercury was mildly positive. So I I started to treat. I simultaneously did testing for mycotoxins. These are the toxins that mold makes when it's in you. Super creepy. They put out mycotoxins. And I had five strains of mycotoxins. 
And then I was like, well, in for a penny and for a pound, just add on all the tests for glyphosate and all the other environmental toxins like flame retardants, gasoline fumes, nail polish, makeup, phthalates, plastic, styrene, blah, blah, blah. Add it in. I'll just do it. And a ton of them are positive. And I get my results and I'm like wading through bad news after bad news after bad news. And I said to my husband, that's it. I am such a dirty girl. And we're writing that book because I'm the poster child for healthy living. I don't eat sugar. I don't eat gluten. I don't drink alcohol. Like if you looked at me on paper, you'd be like, she is boring, man. Because I don't eat any of that. I don't eat dessert. Boring. I don't eat processed carbs. Boring, right? Who would want to come for dinner at my house? I'm the poster child for healthy living. I exercise. I sleep. I do all that stuff. And yet here I am with this body burden that's crazy. So if I've got it, what does everyone else have? And that really, that was the, I, I had treated toxins for people, but this was the like eye opener of, holy smokes, like here's how pervasive it is and here's how bad it is. And as bad as it looks, it's actually worse because what you see is the tip of the iceberg. Mm. So that is how I got into being a, a detox doc because I think the part that's pertinent for all of the listeners is that if you want to be vital, vibrant, healthy, able, and interested in intimacy until you're at least 100, you need to manage your toxins because they are directly impacting your endocrine system, which is your thyroid, your energy, your, your hormones. It's directly impacting your immune system, which puts you at risk for autoimmune disease. It's directly impacting your risk for cancer, degenerative disease, dementia, Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, you name irritable bowel, you name it, and it can tie back to toxins. And that's why it's so important to get a handle on because you're never going to be toxin free. But the goal is to decrease it enough that you're not overflowing your cup. Your bucket is not overflowing. Wow. <laughs> I know, right? Like, where do we go from there, man? There's a lot to unpack. <laughs> and I'll see you next week, people. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. So, how. I don't think most people listening have heard of the tests that you're talking yeah. about. I mean, a stool sample, yes, blood work, yes, <clears throat> thyroid, all those things, normal. Sure. But all of these other times, I had a, I have a mold allergy. I have a lot of allergies, but mold happened. We found it in the house. I was really sick. So I understand that whole process. All those other things. How do people get tested? Yeah, great question. And, and just to say, before we talk about testing, there's a lot you can do without testing. And there's a lot you can do that you have agency and control over. And having said that, I'm a tremendous, I just said to a patient an hour ago, I'm a data hog. I oh, want the too. data. I just love the data. Yeah, I love the data. I want to know what we're testing. I'm a big fan of test, don't guess. That's so you got to get the data. So to get the data, you will likely need to work with a functional medicine provider in some way. You know, like that's what we do in our bricks and mortar. We see people and they're patients. But, you know, if you're not in the Massachusetts area and, and most people aren't as popular as Boston is, go Boston. Uh, actually, when I worked in New York, I just to irk the nurses. I would be like, go Boston when the Red Sox were playing. Oh, we don't but like you people. I, I know nobody likes York. the Red Sox. But anyway, most people aren't in Massachusetts. So we like have a national brand where you can do some limited testing for toxins. But um you're going to need a functional medicine provider who's seasoned 
<laughs> I'm now a seasoned doctor, someone who can go beyond the gut health, the adrenal health, the general nutrient mineral hormone status and look at, okay, what is stored in your body? What are you a loyal repository for that's hanging out in your bones? Think osteoporosis, osteopenia, organs, and fat. Think difficulties losing weight. Right? It's hanging out in your body and your body won't get rid of it until it's optimized. So let's just talk about food because that's something everybody has to do every day, yes. right? We eat uh, organic. There's the <clears throat> environmental working groups, Dirty 13 and Clean 13, 11, whatever their number is yep. this year. And I know that organic food is more expensive in most cases yeah. than yes. other conventionally grown food. However, do you ascribe to the some are dirtier than others or should it just be organic all across the board as much as you can afford? I think I fall into neither category because I don't like painting the world with a broad brushstroke and I can't walk a mile in your shoes. So what I will say is the sicker you are, the more important it is for you to avoid anything processed, avoid alcohol, avoid sugar, and aim for organic. The healthier you are, the more leeway you might have. But when you take a step back and go to 10,000 feet the pesticides, herbicides, and insecticides that are being used on your food don't go away. They're changing male frogs into female frogs in some parts of California. It causes consequences downstream that we're not even fully aware of, and a ripple becomes a wave. So if you... I'll speak to the people who have offspring, because if you don't have offspring, maybe you're not as concerned about what happens after you die, because... You don't have people who you want to be healthy, but you have family and friends. So I'll say, if you have anyone in your life who you really love, who think might outlive you, then you want to go for organic wherever possible because it's kinder to the earth and it's kinder to your body. And you never know when you're going to cross your own line. You have a different line than I do. My line is set about six inches out from my body. I don't have a lot of leeway, right? Like I got no play. Someone else, strong like a bull, they have 20 feet of line and they can they can have a lot of play. So it really depends. Where are you? Are you someone who has autoimmune, chronic disease, degenerative disease, cancer, dementia, Parkinson's, or any other dysfunction? If so, then yeah, you want to pull that line closer to you and aim for organic wherever possible. Mm-hmm. If you don't yet have it, then why would you spend the money on it? Most people need to react to a problem, right? The three to 5% of people are like, make me healthy no matter what. The other 95% are like, I'll I'll come back to me if I have a problem, right? So if you're in the, I got to wait for there to be a problem issue bucket, then yeah, I mean, do your best, but don't go crazy over it. But just remember that you are having a ripple effect on the rest of the earth by your choices. By extension, we go from food to our environment, our yes. living environment, never mind yes. the ground and the crops and the things, but the off-gassing from certain types of furniture, rugs, when they're new, they especially, everybody loves that new car smell. It's 300 plastic. chemicals, Greg. It's plastic turning your yes. interior car environment into a toxic wasteland. Yes. And yet we do have to have couches and chairs and carpets and tables and this and that. And so is there a protocol for living well in this environment of ours that's full of plastics and off-gassing? Yeah, I would say, again, perfection is a misnomer. You're not going to be perfect. You're going to be better. 
So, and as a human, you're going to screw it up. So have some compassion and some like sense of humor about the ways in which you fall in the ditch or dive in the ditch, right? Because you're going to screw it up. So, and you're going to need to buy a new car or a used new car, a new car to you, but you're, you're going to need to replace things as they get old, worn and used. And so there's a number of things you can do. One, you can aim to buy things that are as clean as possible. Now, this has nothing to do with cars. Cars are not clean, right? So I'm going to set cars to the side. But when you look at buying a new mattress that has a flame retardant in it, aim to get a mattress that does not have a flame retardant in it. So you're not breathing in these endocrine disrupting chemicals for eight, eight to nine hours a night, right? So do your best to eliminate a source when you buy a new bed. If you buy furniture, aim for furniture that's Prop 65 compliant so that you're not getting this formaldehyde flame returns that you're, you sit on it. You might not think about it. Maybe it's summertime. You have short shorts on or you're just in your underwear and you sit on your couch. Guess what? You're getting chemical exposures. So do your best to start to level up as you need things and as you run out of beauty products. Because furniture is one, but you know, you think about all the products we use on a daily basis. So your beauty products, your which includes hair, skin, nails, you're gonna wanna, as you run out of those things, go for the highest quality that fits your budget. Just mm-hmm. level up. And mm-hmm. environmental working group that you referenced earlier, that that's a fantastic resource. Right. Right. So use that. And as you're running out of it, get a better house cleaner. Get a better dishwashing detergent, get a better uh, laundry detergent so that you can systematically level up over the course of a year. And we're talking, you know, small amounts of money go a long way at reducing your and your family's exposure because it's a lot easier to avoid exposure than it is to pull it out once it's settled in your fat cells. It's way easier to prevent than than to rehab. So the word chelation comes to mind when you talk mm-hmm. about metals. Can you explain yep. that? And is that something that you, is that a protocol you would use? Yeah. So so metals removal is otherwise known as chelation. Okay. And you can do it orally or you can do it IV. So there's a lot of ways you can do it. We do do it both orally and IV in our bricks and mortar. After testing, we don't guess, you know, I'm not going to give someone an IV to get rid of metals if I don't know what I'm treating. That's not safe for them. So, uh, you know, it is a process by which you bind the metals and get them out of your body. That's a Mm -hmm. simple way to look at it. Mm -hmm. What about hair testing? That was a thing many years ago. Is that? Yeah, it's still around. It's not bad. I I don't like it, but it's not bad. And I don't like it because because I want to understand what you've stored in your body. The hair analysis uh, is unprovoked, meaning it only indicates what your body is naturally able to start moving along. So if there's an elevated level that comes out, that's a good baseline. But if your detox has been shut down because you're like me, you have crappy detox or your body is busy dealing with alcohol every night, you won't detox your metals. And so you won't see that in the hair. So I'm not a huge fan of what your hair is voluntarily showing. I'm a huge fan of provoking the test so you see what's stored. And even then, it's the tip of the iceberg. All right, because a test can only... In that the test is that moment in time, right? It's Correct. It's that. not Things only that. Circulating. Yeah, think about so, Greg, if you're not a good detoxer and you can sort of open the door to detox a little bit, what happens is you see a little bit. But now mm-hmm. say I say to you, Oh, you're positive. 
and I ramp up your detox. Now you're a much better detoxer. And I do the same test. You're going to show more. So I say to people, we're going to treat you because you're positive. Do not freak when you see that your levels, I mean, my lead started at 12 and went to 21 and Mm. my mercury started at nine and went to 41. Wow. Don't freak. It's much, it's much worse than you think, but it's good news because you, that means you've activated and opened up your detox pathways. So that's good news. You're starting to move stuff. Your body's moving and it's good in your favor. Yeah. What about nervous system relationship to environmental toxins? Yeah. So think of toxins, think of toxins like sitting on 10 tacks. Okay. If you sit in a chair and you have 10 tacks that you're sitting on, it's uncomfortable. And because it's so uncomfortable, it's inflammatory. I'm going to show up with autoimmune disease because that's my genetic makeup, my body's makeup, the pathway I've trod down before. Someone else is going to show up with metabolic disease, yet someone else will show up with anxiety, depression, OCD, schizophrenia. There's a lot of ways the body can show up with disease or dysfunction or or imbalance. And so because toxins are so inflammatory, what happens is you, you go down your pathway. I have a patient in my office this morning. She lost all the hair on her body. That was, she had an autoimmune alopecia. That was the pathway she walked down. And, and we can literally track her exposures by whether her hair is growing or falling out because it all grew back and then half of it fell out again. And I was like, what are you doing differently, kid? Like what's happening here? And it turns out she was eating high mercury fish every week. For someone like she and I, we can't do that. We can have it once a year, maybe. Right. I'd be sad if I could only have fish once a year, but I get it. Uh, the high mercury fish. It's, it's the big yeah. fish, the big predatory fish, because what happens is they eat, they've aggregated all the mercury in all the smaller fish. They can't just excrete it any better than we can. And it hangs out in their fat. So mm-hmm. we eat that nice tuna fatty belly mm-hmm. and we get a big dose of mercury. And it's actually enough for three to six months of exposure, depending on how what? how well you're put. I know, right? People are like, oh, I, you know, I only eat it. People love to say, I don't eat it that often. I'm like, well, what's not that often to you? What's every other week? I'm like, oh, no, no, you're not going to like me, but it's too much. I lived in San Diego for a time, about eight years. Uh, and I was living on sushi because it's so yeah. good there. And then I started, I was working with an oriental medicine doctor and I was starting to lose my hair and this and that. Same thing, thyroid, thyroid was fine. <clears throat> And I forget what kind of test we did, but my mercury was like off the charts. And I stopped eating it, went back two months later, got a test and it was way down. It was literally so much fish. And of course, tuna, tuna belly, that kind of thing. Jeremy Piven, I believe one of the actors out in California had had mercury poisoning from eating sushi. I think it was like every day. And I I mean, that's an extreme example, but we Mm -hmm. experience this every day in the ways in which we don't have the vitality, we do lose our hair. And then we chalk it up to, oh, I'm just getting older. No, yeah. you're getting less resilient. You're not getting older. You're getting more exposures. So yeah. your body can't recover. You just don't have as much elastic in your band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is interesting what you said. You have just a little before the line is crossed as close to you. And some people may have 20 feet. Um, I don't think that we are the right people to judge where our line is. In mm. some regard, because of what you said, I'm getting older. Many, many people getting older think this is just how it is going to be. Yeah, so aging, that's a paradigm so I'm issue. Feel bad, or I'm going to lose my hair, or my skin's going to look awful, or my gut's going to be in bad shape. And I can't. I mean, I'm going to make a guess, 
that 90% of the time, that's not the whole story. I'm not going to say it's not true because aging does come with some different difficulties to deal with, but it doesn't come with decline, degeneration, feeling bad and illness. Yeah. What I would say is sure. You're not going to function necessarily the same way as when you were five years old, (laughs) but the things that we think of as normal aging are normal toxins exposure that turn into, because we get a cumulative effect and over time you get more toxin exposure at the same time as our hormones are changing, we get less resilient to stressors and and things impacting us and our toxic burden just continues to grow. Mm. Our stress grows, our alcohol intake grows. And so when you put that all together, yes, you see dysfunction, but it's, we chalk it up to age, but it's not from age. Age Mm -hmm. is not the problem. It's the exposures in light of the age that's causing the problem. Right. It's a paradigm issue, right? People are just thinking about it wrong. And culturally around us, there are a lot of reasons to keep thinking about it. It just, it's a conversation out in the world that as you get old, you're going to decline. I mean, I yes, there, there are doctors like agree. you, there are other people like me spreading the word. There are lots and lots of people my age and older that are just out there vibrant, you know, busting them <clears> in. <throat> However, I think perhaps the mainstream media, for instance, I was reading something in the New York Times the other day. And yet again, even though they were quoting one of the best sleep docs on the planet, they quoted somebody else five seconds later and said, but you don't need as much sleep as you get older. And I want to tear my hands like you got it half right that sleep is important, but then you're you're this silly myth again. Why wouldn't we need as much sleep? But anyway, I'm just saying, I think that it's, I understand why people haven't gotten the message yet that it doesn't mean decline because the general pop is surrounded by messages of it is that exactly. Yeah. Just get used to it, babe, because you're going downhill. Yeah, no, I reject that. I totally reject that belief. I'm with you. I mean, you and I are on the same page, so I don't want you to hear like I'm rejecting your belief. I reject the no, belief no, no, no. that you're meant to fail, get decrepit and die to, without your brain and body function at, a, at some kind of age. Yeah, you you said something earlier. Yeah, yeah. Live, live with vitality and and energy and and passion for life and don't accept that you're just declining because you're old. No, you're declining because you have a high toxic burden and your body can no longer deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get diabetes. And you're like, oh, well, everyone in my family gets diabetes. And my response is, well, yeah, y'all live together. You eat the same way, think the same way, you have the same genetics. So yes, you're going to get the same diseases and you have the same toxic exposures too. So you're all going to get the same diseases because that's what you, that's what you're genetically programmed to go and have, right? Right. Like my whole family has celiac because that's our genetic predisposition, but it's it's still a toxin exposure. Yeah. And also there's in relation to toxin exposure, there is whether we're taking seriously the advocacy for another lifestyle. So genes turn on and off in relationship mm-hmm. to what we are doing. Mm-hmm. So yes, you may have the genes that indicate you're going to get diabetes or heart disease or celiac or all those things. And maybe in celiac, it's slightly different because it's a different etymologies, but it really, we have such a big role to play. What is it? 80 to 90% of the expression of our genes is down to us. Lifestyle choices. Yes. Yes. 
So, which is meant to be inspiring, right? You have yes. agency and control over ninety percent of what happens to you because only ten percent is your pre-programmed genetic expression. The rest is in your hands. This yes. good news and bad news, Greg, right? Some people uh, like, yeah. I don't want it to be in my hands. It's so hard. It don't make me do it. Yeah, but it is in your hands. So if you're listening, you have control over whether you're sick or not. Yeah. Yeah. I know you have a, a, a gift for people. All of this conversation is fabulous and we'll forget most of it. So the gift that you want people to have will remind them of the <clears throat> conversation that we've had. And there's a community there. Tell us a little bit about it and then I'll give them the URL. Sure. So, so very few people are going to get to the bricks and mortar in Massachusetts. And, and so we are really committed to getting the word out and bringing this to the world because we believe that you're meant to be vital, vibrant, healthy, able and interested in intimacy till you're at least a hundred and that every decade gets better than the one before. So we created an online platform that has community supplements programs. You can do limited testing. Uh, you can really get involved with your health, like start to work on your toxins and your hormone balance, because that's those are the big things that throw people off. Mm -hmm. So we have a gift that's designed to get you started, right? Because it's a process. It's not, it's a journey. It's not a destination. You're never going to be done. Right. right. The minute you think you're done is probably when you're dead because you're going to keep iterating and getting getting better and improving. So this is really meant to be a starting point for how do you level up on the products you're using, the things you're putting on your body, what you're cooking with, what's around you, what are you cleaning your house with? This is meant to be a roadmap to support you alongside the book, right? Go read the book. It's horrifyingly fun. It's a great read, but like, you know, you're like, oh, I'm getting all these toxic exposures. Great story. Horrifying. But it's meant, it's a free guide and it's meant to support people. Yeah. I love that. And they can find that at dirtygirldetox.com slash dirtygirl. Mm, uh, forward slash gift. Gift. Sorry. Sorry. You're right. So, so it's dirtygirldetox.com forward slash or slash. Gift. It's always gift. Um, so I, for one, will be heading over there and joining the community because I, I'm really, I'm just, it's something, as I said to you before we got on live, I think it's undervalued or under talked about. And since I've had the metal experience and I got uh -huh. the mercury, I haven't thought about what kind of toxic load I might have. Cause I'm like you, I'm healthy. I talk about this stuff all the time. I have a report on obesogens. I use organic, yeah. right? But who knows? Because there, everything is imperfect. So what if there is something in there that I could do something about? And now I have more information, which is the yeah. whole point of this podcast to get exactly. people information yes. that they can pursue if it sounds like a fit and perhaps have better health for better healthy aging. A hundred percent. I couldn't have said it better. It's great. Perfect. Well, what do you want to leave us with, Wendy? Send us off into the sunset of healthier living. Toxins are everywhere. They're making you sick, but you have agency and control over what you are exposed to, put on your body, breathe, drink, how you live, the thoughts you have. You have agency over that. And I would encourage you not to wait until you get sicker to address it because you can alter your future. You really can. Perfectly said. Nothing more to add. Wendy, thank you so much for your time. I My absolutely pleasure. value what you brought to the table today. Thanks again. Thank you, Greg. You're welcome. Next week, people, I'll be back with another fabulous guest. Hey, before you go, peeps, I was just wondering if we are connected on social media. If not, let's do that. You can find me on Instagram at rebelwell50, same on Twitter, 
Facebook. It's Rebellious Wellness Over 50. And hey, don't be a stranger. Comment. Let me know what you'd like to hear about on the podcast or what questions you have about aging better and living rebelliously. 